Well, welcome everybody to the February edition of the Youth Pastors Roundtable. We are so excited for you guys to be on here. I know a lot of you guys are on podcasts listening to in your car or while you're working out on the treadmill. So thank you for joining us and uh, being here. Hopefully, for those of you guys that are on a live call, you're uh, up and ready to go. Got some coffee going. Got your uh, journals out. I know today is going to be a great day. Um, talking about uh, ministry, marriage, and uh, putting those together and just learning about ministry and growing together. So uh, I am so thankful for each one of you guys jumping on today and for each one of you on the podcast. Uh, it is, it's been great to see the response, and I'm just so thankful the opportunity to uh, talk with each one of you guys. So thank you for your emails and your messages about how the Youth Pastors Roundtable is helping you. So thank you guys. Please uh, continue to email us. Let us know how we can best serve you guys, what topics uh, you'd like us to, to uh, talk on and things like that. And so love, love, love to uh, just make sure we get the content that you want delivered to you. Um, so let's get this, this one going. So today I want to talk to you guys about a couple of announcements and get you some, some uh, great discounts on some resources for you guys. But the first thing I want to talk to you guys about is this coming Wednesday, March 1st, VSL, we have a preview day. Uh, so any of your juniors, seniors, someone maybe just graduated high school, uh, we would love to talk to them if they're interested in joining a program where they can be discipled, uh, spiritual formations developed, college degree, ministry training, uh, help them get their feet um, on the ground running and getting ready for ministry. We'd love to talk to them and see if Victory School of Leadership might be a fit for them. And that's this Wednesday, March 1st, 2017. We'd love to talk with them. They can text PREVIEW to 51555, or they can visit our website, which is Join vsl.com. We'd love to talk to them about that. Also, next month, March 30th, 2017, we have Chris Estrada on the call with us. He is the director of the Youth Major at Christ for the Nations as well as Youth for the Nations camps and retreats. So he is going to bring a great, great call, uh, lots of great information. You definitely want to make sure you're on that call with, with Chris. He is a dynamic speaker, um, worked in the business field for a long time, and has been a missionary, uh, youth pastor, all kinds of stuff. So he's going to bring a wealth of knowledge. So I want to give you guys a couple of the resources that we have for you this month. Uh, our very first one uh, is Church Hustle. Again, Church Hustle um, is going to be giving us 50% off of their resources, and that's not just for one month, but that's actually for the entire year. If you use our promo code YPRT, you can go on to churchhustle.com and you can get all their resources for 50% off. It's normally $50 a month, but with our promo code, it takes it down to $25 a month. If you're having any issues, please email them and just say you're with the Youth Pastors Roundtable and like more information about that discount. So, But we also have another awesome, awesome resource for you, um, and uh, it's actually multi-layered. Uh, it's with Kevin Moore and GrowMore.com and the Youth Ministry University. And so I want to turn it over to Kevin Moore uh, and to share a little bit about what he's offering us uh, right now. So Kevin, go ahead and take it away, my friend. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks so much for uh, giving me a chance to, to talk. I really appreciate it, bud. Um, 
Youth Ministry University is, is, was born out of 25 years of, of youth ministry as a volunteer youth pastor, uh, full-time guy at medium-sized churches and, and mega churches as well. Spent six years as the youth pastor of uh, 180 in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, and it was born out of the idea that a lot of times guys and gals need training and they need tools, but they don't necessarily have uh, time to travel out to a conference or, or, or money uh, to spend on airfare and things. So what we've done is, is we've created an online video platform with 12 one-hour courses, um, lesson plans, fill in the blanks, a Facebook community comes along with it, email access to me as well. And uh, Youth Ministry University covers things like how to build your team, messages that inspire change, building bridges to parents, uh, your relationship with your senior pastor. A big one is how to big, build big momentum without spending big money. Uh, we do a whole course on merging marriage, money, and ministry, as well as uh, tips for volunteer youth pastors. There's 12 courses, and once you get online, you, 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 you get the platform, it's yours forever. Um, and you can learn at your own pace right where you are. YMU, Youth Ministry University, is typically $75 for the entire year of training or 12 courses. Uh, for y'all's group, if you go to growmoreymu.com, that's G-R-O-W-M-O-O-R-E-Y-M-U.com, and you put in the promo code GROUP, G-R-O-U-P, GROUP, uh, we'll give you the entire platform and, and training for only $50. And so for the price of a meal for you and your spouse at a, at a medium restaurant, um, you're going to get 12 one-hour courses, and I guarantee you uh, you're going to be taking notes as fast as you can. And so whether you're full-time, part-time, mega church or small church, YMU's for you. We currently launched about not even a year ago, and right now we just enrolled our 199th uh, youth pastor uh, from all across America as well as three other countries. And so YMU is for you. Just go to growmoreymu.com, enter the promo code GROUP, and you'll receive the training for $50. Also, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching, and we're offering giant discounts for that as well. So if you're interested in a one-on-one -on -one coaching experience for a year, six months, or three months, just email me at growmore at gmail.com, and I'll get you all that info. <clears throat> Thanks so much for the chance to chat, buddy. I really appreciate it. Kevin, you are uh, a legend, my friend, and, uh, man, the opportunity to not only get on to a recorded lesson with you, uh, man, just one of those, uh, and I, I've listened to most of those uh, at your conferences and just hearing you speak, and so uh, I would just say that any one of those would be worth way more than $50 just for one of them. So the opportunity to get 12 um, and email access to you is just unbelievable at $50, and so uh, I just want to highly encourage everyone to jump on that immediately. Um, and the one-on-one -on -one coach, I, I know people personally that have done coaching one-on-one uh, -on -one with you, and um, they've just seen radical growth, um, not just in yeah. their numerical, but just spiritual growth in themselves, in their marriage, in their ministry. Uh, and so it's more than just uh, ministry success, but it's also life and marriage, and uh, it's all, all there. And so I, I just want to personally endorse and encourage any and everyone. These prices are just... 
uh, you, you just can't, can't pass them up. And so uh, I want to encourage you guys, everyone, to jump on. So, Kevin, thank you so much for offering that and, and, and spending some time with us. I know it's early for you, man, so thanks for jumping up and getting going for us. So I also want to offer another missions trip for you guys. We've got a missions trip opportunity. Uh, Pastor Jed Chapel from the city uh, center in OKC is going to be sharing about uh, missions opportunity that you guys could come out and serve at the city center. So, Jed, go ahead and share a little bit about uh, what you're doing and, and uh, how we can get involved. Will do. Thanks so much, Ryan. Uh, yeah, city center was born uh, August 1st, and we are a new organization, but uh, we I've been an outreach pastor for about 10 years now, and I just have a huge heart for Oklahoma City. Um, personally, I, I, I live... Uh, uh, life as a reckless youth growing up, to say the least. I got a crazy past, but God has redeemed me uh, in a lot of ways. And I just, uh, we, my wife and I founded City Center August 1st with the idea that we wanted to bring relief and restoration to lives in the 405. And so we just really believe that uh, relief isn't enough. Um, it takes a, a path of restoration, and we're convinced that that happens through relationships. So at City Center, we focus on uh, a few things. The main thing we focus on is mentorship, and we do that through athletics and, and education as well. Uh, amongst uh, the and how we actually serve people in our community is through uh, mentorship through athletics. There's a gym that we have where we uh, serve kids that come in that are underserved, underprivileged in this community, and they are mentored through this athletic program that we have in our gym. Uh, we also have a uh, education room where we tutor kids after school. Um, then we also have some athletic programs outside. We have a basketball court and a futsal court that is out there that um, the Griffin Foundation, Blake and Taylor Griffin, have helped us uh, purchase as well. And then we also do outreach on the weekends within low-income housing communities that, that have great needs. Uh, in this area that we serve in, one in four kids go to bed hungry at night. Uh, there are also 2,000 kids in this community that are considered homeless. And so we just have a great desire and a great passion about serving uh, these communities. We offer short-term missions trips at, at City Center. And beginning uh, May 2017 through December 2017, we want to offer you guys a 20% discount on these missions trips, short-term missions trips. And so the cost for regular missions trip is about $65 per person per day. That adds up to, for a seven-day trip, about $450 per person for seven days, $130 per person for two-day trips, and $195 per person for three-day trips. We, um, and we make those two- and three-day trips customizable to you guys. You can choose from a list of outreach opportunities that you want to participate in, and then we can provide that for you. Um, with the discount, you're looking at about $51.50 per person per day. So that reduces the, the cost significantly down to $360 per person for seven days, $104 per person for two days, and $156 per person for three days. So what you'll get on this trip is, a, is an incredible outreach experience in some really underprivileged communities where there's kids that are uh, in families that are very marginalized, uh, very disenfranchised, and we help just bring relief and restoration to them through these outreaches. Uh, what you'll also receive is um, a specific training on how to reach specific contexts and cultures. Um, we feel like it's important to understand the context and culture you're serving uh, so that you can better serve it. You know, you can't uh, assume that 
your personal context and culture or my personal context and culture translates to all others. And so we have a very specific training that's very informative and very powerful for uh, anyone and everyone that comes through our short-term missions trips uh, and, and experiences that. So we want to offer these trips for you. Uh, the, that cost that I mentioned to you guys uh, includes room, board, food, and all your outreach experience. Um, if you want more information on these trips, I can send you all the details if you just email us at info at okcity.center. That's info at okcity.center uh, for more information. And that 20% discount is good through 2017. Uh, man, we would just love to have you. I'd love for you to see our uh, facility. We have an incredible facility we just recently renovated, and um, we would love to have you there. Now, Judd, is it safe to say, for those that may not know the term city center, is it safe to say that um, it would be similar to that of the Dream Center? Very similar, yeah. We have the, a very similar culture and approach to all of our outreach ministry, yeah. Yep. Okay, great. Well, Jed, thank you so much for jumping on the call, and uh, we will have all of that information on the show notes that you can get on at yproundtable.com. Just search uh, previous calls, and we will have all the information about Church Hustle, uh, Youth Ministry, University, the City Center, all those, all those discounts will be there. And we'd love to encourage you guys to jump on. So, well, hey, let's jump on to our featured uh, talk today. And uh, I want to introduce Jared and Ree to you guys. Uh, man, they, they started out uh, at a smaller, struggling student ministries at Fellowships Church, uh, one of the campuses there. They had less than 100 kids and, and blew it up to over 300 in just over a year. Then they transferred to Faith Church in St. Louis, and they have been doing the same thing there. Uh, they are masters at cultivating relationships with students. Uh, Landon Pickering says this, Jared's outreach ability is one of the best I have ever seen. They have a heart for seeing students come to Jesus and to build relationships. So, Jared and Ree, we are so thankful for you guys jumping on the call, and uh, the table is all yours, man. Take it away. Yeah, thank you so much, Ryan, again. My name is Jared, and it's my wife, Ree. Hi, everybody. And uh, we are going to be sharing the phone because... Uh, sorry, you texted me earlier about, hey, you should be on separate phones, but then, like, all right, now you go to your room, and I'll be in, my room, and I'll be in the living room, and so we just decided, so let me know if you can't hear us, um, and we'll make some adjustments, but, oh, uh, yeah, just a little bit about myself. Um, I have been in full-time ministry a little over 10 years. Uh, I uh, went to Southeastern University in Lakeland, Florida, got involved there, and followed a pastor out to Dallas, Texas which brought me to Calvary Church, was there for about six years, and then went over to Fellowship Church, um, was under the great leadership of Landon Pickering for a long time, and uh, we still remain really good friends. And about a year and a half ago, we made the transition to St. Louis uh, at Faith Church, St. Louis. We have three campuses uh, in St. Louis, and we have one in West Palm Beach. Uh, we call that one where we go to retire. Um, but we get to go down there a lot. Um, and do the student ministry stuff down there as well. Um, we are talking today of doing ministry with your spouse. And I understand there can be a lot of variables uh, in the audiences who we're talking to today. So we're going to come at it from our perspective, but also not uh, try to alienate the different situations or circumstances you guys might be having. And then we'll open up to some Q&A, um, and then maybe your questions that we could answer more directly concerning your a given situation. Um, but right now, we are, we've been married for about five and a half years, yeah, almost six right. years, and uh, we've been doing full-time ministry together. 
Um, we don't have any kids. I know that's a game changer for a lot of people. Um, we have no kids and we have no pets and we have no regrets. Uh, we, we really enjoy giving our, our full lives uh, to student ministry. Um, sometimes I feel like we're a rare breed um, because I'm 30 years old. My wife is um, 30 years old as well, plus two. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, we just still have a dying, you know, passion, uh, uh, an undying passion to reach students and to put our full lives into it. Um, so if we seem like kind of crazy, um, we probably are. <laughs> so um, so I was going to give four quick points about um, doing life and ministry with your spouse. Again, this is a really hard topic um, because no one has ever really mastered marriage. So this kind of goes along with marriage as well as ministry. Um, so I'm not going to pretend to know everything. I'm just going to share what works with us um, and then collectively um, as a round table, the purpose of this is that we can talk and encourage each other together. Um, but number one, this, uh, number one uh, first and foremost, um, I think the most important thing, and if there's any single people listening, this is something definitely to consider. Um, so before getting into marriage um, or into a relationship or even dating, I would say number one is this. Recognize your ministry style. Recognize your ministry style. What does ministry look like for you? What has God called you to do? What is your heart for ministry? Um, for us, for me and my wife, it is a lifestyle ministry. Um, we don't believe in really boxing it off like, well, just one Wednesday night a week, we'll kind of put on our pastor hats and, you know, high five and preach and then kind of, you know, block that off and do our own thing. We we really believe it transcends uh, ministry and life together. And uh, uh, really, our, our life verse has been 1 Thessalonians 2.8. And this is Paul talking to his church. He says, because we love you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really been our heart. It, it's, it's one thing to just preach and to teach, but it's another thing. When you share your life with other people, um, that's what has happened in my life as a youth. Um, again, I related to... Um, the guy earlier, he said he kind of grew up a reckless youth. I was kind of the same way. And um, when a pastor took a chance on me and did life with me, that's when my life uh, really changed. And so um, so recognizing your ministry style uh, in your spouse as well, because, you know, we talk about being equally yoked. And, yeah, you could, you know, have a, a wife or, uh, in another case, a husband, uh, depending on which one is in ministry or if you're both in ministry, um, that, you could love Jesus, but maybe not have the same heart for the church or the same heart for that generation. Um, and so you have to talk about it. You have to talk about and identify, hey, what are we going to do as, you know, one flesh? What is going to be our mission, our vision as a couple in ministry? What is going to be our perspective and viewpoint in, in ministry? Because uh, there could be a couple out there right now where maybe the husband is all about ministry, but maybe the wife loves students too, but there's maybe something else she feels called to that she wants to put her time or passion or energy into. Um, so these are conversations that really have to take place. Better um, if you have these conversations before marriage, um, but I understand if you were married before Jesus and then you both get saved, and um, that's a whole other conversation. I don't really know if I'm qualified to talk about. Uh, but you've got to be on the same page. You have to want the same thing to go in the same direction. We, you know, we read about the Bible all the time that a kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. Uh, so that's what division is, division. That's two visions. So if you have two visions in your household 
and you're supposed to be one flesh, conflict is bound to happen. You're going to be butting heads. You're going to be disagreeing. You're going to be upset. Well, why did you stay late here? Why do why do you know, why is you always spending time off the church? Or it just doesn't make sense if they're not on the same page. So, like we know in marriage, a lot of you marrieds know that marriage is all about compromise. It's not always easy. Um, some people's um, preferences oftentimes have to be suppressed um, because of compromise. And out of love and out of respect, um, you know, for your spouse, you come to an agreement. Um, so I would say as a, as a couple, if you really haven't found um, your ministry style or say you are single, um, be praying for the one um, that, that fits your ministry style, um, that fits that, um, that you would be okay with. And I would also say, too, that if you're looking, when you're looking for that person, and just as a spouse, too, because when we got married, um, I just, like, added on and jumped right into everything Jared was doing. And I looked at it as that I wanted to enhance that. I wanted to add something to that. I didn't want to take anything away from it. And that's the cool thing about doing ministry together because it's two people coming together. And as, you know, spouses, you are seen as one in God's eyes. And you can do more together than you can do separate. And that was a huge decision of when Jared and I were just praying about getting married, and we both knew we were called to full-time ministry. And we looked at just the gifts each other had, and we knew that when we joined together, we were going to do more for God um, together than we could do apart. That's good. And so our style is, we call it as you go. And the Bible says, go ye therefore into all the world, um, you know, preaching the gospel, making disciples, and um that's kind of been our, our anthem. That's kind of what we do as we go. So um, like we talked about compartmentalizing your ministry, uh, you don't have to. We don't have to separate ministry from our marriage. Um, oftentimes uh, we're in the car together and we got two or three students in the back. If we got to go do something as a couple, we're like well, why don't we just bring students with us? Yeah. We kind of make ministry a part of our lives. And for sure, there is necessary times of quality time together. You know, we watch The Bachelor together, <laughs> unashamed. We watch all of her TV shows she wants to watch. Um, and it's also good, you know, guy time, girl time, whatever. And we make sure that's a priority. Um, but we don't – we kind of blur the lines a lot and, and transcend those lines to as we go, as we do life, let's share our marriage with other people. Let's show what marriage is like and how it's supposed to be that, you know, that marriage is a part of ministry. And that's just what we do. So we kind of have the as-you-go approach. As we go run errands, let's bring some students. So we can do ministry together. So I'm not sacrificing time with my wife. I'm actually doing the thing that I love most with my wife that is doing the thing that she loves most. Um, so that's kind of how we roll as far as uh, our ministry style. So recognize your ministry style. Number two um, is communication. Again, this can sound more like a marriage seminar, but um, – <laughs> It, it, communication is huge, and, I, and I'm sure you've heard that um, in whatever books you've read about marriage or, or even leadership and ministry, that communication is key. Um, but in our case, you know, Proverbs 29 says, where there's no vision, the people perish. Um, so whenever you have a vision, because God will give me vision. You know, I'm, I'm, I am the head of student ministry, so God a lot of times will speak directly to me concerning the way in which we should go. Uh, be, but also, since my wife is a part of it as well, God will speak to her as well. Mm -hmm. And so if we're not sharing that, if we're not talking about it, if we're not creating the vision in which we should go, then like we talked about that vision, when you have two visions, you start going in two different directions, and that's when things get foggy, that's when things get messy, and that's when arguments can happen. 
And I'll also say, too, that in communication as well, I feel like Jared's really good about if I have an idea, um, he will listen to that idea. And I know that we all want to be heard, right? Like we want our ideas to be heard and know that they're valuable. And I feel like we've done really well as that together and respecting each other's ideas and just being confident, too, that, you know, you know the other person's hearing from God. And then maybe, too, knowing that, you know, maybe your idea may not be that great, but, like, understanding you don't have to take offense to that and, and just really working together. Um, and you're going after the same goal and you're on each other's team. So, Right, and sometimes, you know, as married couples, um, you just assume the other, the spouse knows exactly what you're thinking. Um, I know we're all guilty of it. You just kind of assume they know the way you're thinking. And, uh, you know, because you ever, um, you know, maybe hung out with your spouse and they just feel like maybe they're being quiet to you or just acting different. <laughs> uh, it's like, well, you knew that this was this. I'm like, no, I didn't. It's like, oh, I thought I, thought I told you. <laughs> Sorry about that. Because uh, you're with each other so much, you can easily tell, like, three or four other people something mm-hmm. and then honestly think that one of those three people was your spouse, but that's not always the case. So um, the solution, obviously, is to over, uh, over-communicate. Um, over-communicate what you're doing. Over-communicate your schedule. Over-communicate vision. Over-communicate um, maybe your program, uh, like what's on Planning Center. Well, I didn't know that I was supposed to do the prayer. I didn't know you were doing offering. Well, well, well you know, well, it was on Planning Center. You should have looked. So there's a lot of... And a, lot of, and a lot of times you find yourself in these high stressful situations like when our our big rev nights every month, you know, there's a lot of stuff to do, a lot of stuff that we have to communicate those things. And I think that, you know, if one of us doesn't communicate things to the other, we have to make sure that we're both honoring each other because I know a lot of times that the enemy will want us to get stressed out at each other or maybe make some, like, snide comment about one another to people who are around us helping. You really have to protect yourself in those situations um, because, yeah, high stress does happen, but you have to rise and, and, you know, really honor your spouse with everything and and make sure that you're using encouraging words, um, even if maybe they didn't communicate something to you. Right. It's just always something to keep in mind. Yeah, because people are always watching you. So Mm -hmm. you don't want your lack of communication um, to expose itself in those high stress situations Mm -hmm. and say there's like four or five students around you and it's like, hey, did you print those out? No, you didn't tell me. And then they're like, wow. And we're not perfect at this either. I mean, you know, we're still figuring those things out, but that's where, you know, if maybe you do make a little comment and you hear the Holy Spirit be like, okay, that's not something you should have said. You have to work on those things and and be humble enough to know that you want to get better and you want to, you know, do more in ministry. Yeah. Um, So just solutions to that really is to sit and have a time to go over maybe your checklist, over-communicate, talk about it. Um, just be on the same page. Um, so in those situations and around people that, um, you know, your lack of communication isn't exposed and um, you look kind of silly. Uh, number three is this, and this is um, something that has really helped us. And, again, this might not be for everybody because maybe both spouses aren't called to platform ministry or to speak or to lead in that type of capacity. In our situation, we both speak and we both do that. So um, we, we practice something we call tag team leadership. Um, you know, none of us hogs the platform. In fact, uh, we do monthly rev nights with, you know, over 800 students, um, and we share the platform. One time I'll preach, another time she'll preach. There'll be times where we both speak. Um, you know, if she's preaching, I'll do the prayers and offering. If, if I'm preaching, she'll do those things as well. Um, we create space for each other. Um, you know, it's kind of like the alley-oop or the give-and-go. Um, 
you know, if it's my month to not speak, mm-hmm. I'll be the assist guy. Mm-hmm. I'll throw the alley-oop to, you know, so she makes the highlight reel on the dunk. Um, so we set each other up to succeed. Um, and, I, you know, if, if you're going to be in ministry with your spouse, your ego has got to go. Yeah. Um, you guys are both in this thing together. Um, you guys are building this thing together. You are one flesh. Um, and I don't think it really happens oftentimes, but, you know, there shouldn't be any jealousy. Um, well, I think, you know. No competition. You know, you're not competing against each other. And, too, you know, even beyond just sharing the platform, share all responsibilities. You know, we will both be on our hands and knees cleaning the floor. Like, we are not, you know, above that. Yeah. And because what you set and how you model that, of how you work together is how your, you know, volunteers, you know, we call them dream teamers, how your dream teamers are going to do it, how your students start seeing, you know, a marriage working together. Because you got to think about it, too, is you're always given opportunities to show what a healthy marriage marriages, working together, because, you know, a lot of students, which I'm sure you know, do not see that in their homes. So you have to think about those things, and yeah, you're not going to always be perfect, but God can really use you to show students what, how great a marriage can be and how you can work together. Right. So maybe, maybe uh, um, if you're listening and you have a spouse that's maybe not in full-time ministry, maybe you have a different vocation and you serve just maybe on those Wednesday nights as a helpmate to your spouse who is in full-time ministry, um, you know, we would say this, uh, find your niche, um, you know, and, and as the one who is in full-time ministry, help the other spouse find where can they, wh- where are the gifts and talents that they have, where can they be served best uh, in the ministry. Um, again, from our perspective, um, there's different things we do different. You know, my wife is phenomenal at, um, RevNet is really known for our photo off walls. <laughs> like, we take them to a new level. We got a, a brand new one. We got like three or four going at one time. In different areas, Regis loves the photo op wall because if you don't do photo op walls, you're missing out because it is a great opportunity for students to take pictures of something and put it on their Instagram, and that gives us just free promotion. And if one you know student has a thousand followers, those thousand people just saw that they're at your student event. So um, you can email her offline about photo op <laughs> ideas. But I mean, we go to the next level. No matter what the event is, there's always props, there's always letters to hold, there's always hashtags we're holding. She loves that. Not that I could care less about it, but that does not that does not pop in my mind one time when planning a rev night. So she kind of runs and owns, you know, those experience items, the dec- the decorations and all these props. Like she runs with it. Um, things I think about about our after parties more are, you know, the DJ booth, the setup, where are the speakers, the lighting, uh, where's the fog machine going, how's this, you know, the the logistics of stuff. That's where I operate best. So we just kind of run in our own lanes that way. We we kind of share with each other what we're thinking about, um, but we give that ownership. So I would never try to make my wife try to figure out something that she's not really gifted or talented in. Um, but so if you have a spouse that isn't full-time, um, but you're, you're wanting to include them in more and they have a heart for ministry, give them, give them some easy wins. Give them, give them some things. Give them ownership. And again, it kind of sounds like leadership. You're talking leadership, but, you know, lead your spouse and, and let them find ways that they can contribute and be a part of the team because uh, we all know this. We all um, are responsible for raising up leaders, new leaders, dream teamers, volunteers, whatever you call them. Um, we understand that if we don't give them ownership, they're not going to own it. Um, so that's the same thing with your spouse. It, they won't understand um, your heart or your passion or the long hours um, if they don't have a part in it. But once they have a part, once they have a role and they have ownership of it, uh, it becomes clear 
um, the vision becomes more clear, and then the why behind the what makes a lot more sense. Um, uh, another thing, too, is I never consider Rev or our student ministry all mine. Um, I'm super open to her ideas. Um, I'm open to students' ideas. Um, because when you consider something yours, or like this is my ministry, or this is my movement, or this is my thing, um, again, that's where ego and pride gets in the way. Um, and when you do life and ministry with people, um, that sticks out like a sore thumb. Uh, you know, it's, you know, and pride comes before the fall. So you set yourself up to fail uh, when you think something actually belongs to you. You've got to be secure in yourself enough to give away that ownership, to delegate authority and responsibility, and be willing to be wrong. Be willing to not know it all. And that's something, too, with um, your spouse that say, you know what, that was a great idea. I, I know I said this, but that, in fact, actually, that worked out way better. Um, so be willing to be vulnerable, be willing to be wrong, um, and that you do not have to put on the front that you know everything. Because for us, uh, ministry is a lifestyle, and we support each other's ideas, and we rarely say, well, I would have done this, or I would have done that, or why did you do that? Because here's the, here's the fact, at the end of the day, um, you have to go home to that. <laughs> you know, it's not worth, you know, if you're leading a student pastor on your team or a volunteer on your team, um, you know, there's some things that you can get away with saying because you don't have to go sleep in the same bed with them at night. <laughs> um, so uh, that's something you always have to keep in mind, too, is uh, that is this worth saying? Um, is this worth pointing out? Um, do I, you know, know your spouse enough to where if there's one little thing you maybe would have changed, um, but if you feel like that little comment would ruin their entire night, just, just don't say it. It's not worth it. But to make each other better, you do have to be open to critique and open to yeah. building each other up. So so know that if someone does give you a critique, because for me, if I – like Jared has, I guess, longer-term speaking, um, uh, you know, like – experience than I have like he's been speaking for longer and and so for me if I speak I want to know that if I did good what can I improve on um I'm not going to you know like think he's out to get me because he said you know maybe I went a little too long or I went over on this point which we both tend to go a little too long sometimes <laughs> um but I like that I like to hear that and I welcome that so be welcoming that and knowing that you're building each other up um by doing that yeah um, and number four is the last thing, um, and then we could open up for Q&A, because I really feel like Q&A would be a lot better, um, uh, maybe more insightful for you guys. Um, and then we're, gonna, we're just going to touch two questions uh, about hiring and interviewing um, about staff and ministry or uh, spouses of ministry. So number four is um, encouragement and have fun. Um, again, like you said, it's, it, there, we don't really have many lines. It's, it's ministry is our lifestyle, so we've got to continue to encourage each other in it. Um, we don't ever want ministry to become something that, you know, is a, that drives a wedge between us mm-hmm. um, or that we have a negative connotation when we talk about student ministry or the church. We don't ever want to um, have a negative connotation with it because that will carry over into your marriage um, and, and have fun with it. Um, so be encouraging to each other. Um, make sure you're praying for each other, um, have each other's backs, fight for each other, because um, you're in that thing together, mm-hmm. um, and have fun with it. Uh, it doesn't always have to be so serious. Um, be willing to laugh at yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, be willing, like she said, to be open to critique <laughs> and, and whatnot. 
Um, for me, just tell me it was the best message you ever heard. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, be encouraging to each other. Go out of your way to encourage, you know, like, even if they spoke a million times. Like, I always try to tell Jared, like, well, that was such a great message. You did such a great job. Because I think it's important, you know, you know each other's love languages, and I know each of ours is words of affirmation. So I know that he needs to be told at the end of the night he did a great job, and he knows that about me he did that I did a great job. Um, and I think, too, with encouragement that you're surrounding yourself with um, other ministry couples that you have that encourage you, that get you, that get what you're doing, you know, because if you're only friends with people who don't really understand, like, spouses in ministry, then they may not understand what you're doing or know how to encourage you, you know, and we need each other to sharpen each other for sure. And that's why the YP Roundtable, Ryan, is so phenomenal um, that we can do life together. We were never meant to try to figure it out on our own. Um, so uh, one more thing before we open up the Q&A is um, questions we get all the time about interviewing. And I'm going I'm to let Ree take over this one is um, when hiring um, or when interviewing for a position, we've got the question, do you, do you hire as you – um, are both if you're both called the full-time ministry, how do you do that? Um, do you say, well, we're not going there unless they hire both of us, or what does that look like? Mm -hmm. You can talk about that real quick. Because there was a point to like right now, I'm in, I'm on staff and I have a full-time position, but there was a time when I did not have a full-time position, and I just the way I went with it is that I was just going to serve as if I were on staff. Like, you know, passion outweighs paycheck, so you don't always have to get a paycheck to be able to fulfill, you know, everything that God has called you to do. Um, so I know that for me, when I, during that time, you know, I had a nanny job. I got that job that I needed to get that offered me flexibility to be able to do ministry to the level that I wanted to do it. Um, and I was able to, in that time, you know, do those things, you know, start that girls' ministry, start the young adult ministry, like when we were at our previously church in Dallas, um, all without not having a paycheck. Because I know sometimes there's probably people listening that you are a volunteer youth pastor. You know, you are just as valuable, um, even if you're not getting that paycheck yet. But just because you're not getting it yet doesn't mean that you're never going to get it. And so when we, um, you know, transitioned and we were praying about, you know, what was next, like it's just between you and the spouse to figure out, um, you know, is that a deal breaker for you? Like as you're interviewing somewhere, is it that you both need to have that full-time position or is it about you need a certain amount of money um, to be able to so both of you could do it? Because when we went into our next church, we were very open with them that both of us wanted to be on staff. I think that's very important that you, um, you know, have the confidence in yourself to be able to say those things. You know, I think sometimes maybe for me, um, you know, people could call those things out in me, and I'm not unconfident, you know, in my gifts, but I find it sometimes hard to sit in front of people and be like, I want a full-time job in ministry, you know, like I want that you know, to be able to have that. So be confident in that. And I know that Jared would, you know, speak up for me too because, um, and I think that that's important for the husband to do or the wife to do of whoever is maybe the one that first got asked to interview. Because for us, you know, sometimes you will go in and it will be like one position that they're looking for. Because sometimes it's hard because, you know, maybe they are just hiring one youth pastor. And um, the last church that we were at, when we were at Fellowship, when we went in for that interview, um, we were both open that we both wanted, um, you know, we were both seeking a staff position. Um, and at that time, they, you know, they were up front with us, too, that, you know, right now we're only looking for, you know, that one full-time position. But what they did for us is they were able to compensate us to the point where I could still 
be full-time and I didn't have to have another job. And then they let me know at one point they do want to bring me on. So that meant a lot to me, but it wouldn't have never happened if we weren't both up front with where God was taking us and where we were going. Again, it's, you know, not about the paycheck, but but if that's where you see you're being in a career, you know, full-time, don't be afraid to, you know, speak those things up. And then that's where you as a couple need to pray and decide, like, okay, being okay with, you know, in that moment we prayed about it and we were okay with stepping into that role with me not officially being on staff where no one ever even knew that I wasn't on staff because I served as if I was because you are just as much a part of it um, as, you know, the spouse that may not, you know, get the paycheck in your name. But then, you know, when we moved on to Faith Church, we were at a point where we were like, you know, this is a point where we both want our own, you know, um, you know, full-time positions, and um, and we were just up front with that, too, and, and you know, God opened that door, and I know someone had told me, and this made, um, this really encouraged me, is that, um, you know, it says that in the Bible that your gifts will make room for you, and, um, you know, bring you before great men, but just knowing that, that your gifts will make room for you, know that, you know, your time is coming, and if you feel like, you know, this courage, like, oh, it's never going to come for me. Like, it will come for you, but it comes in God's timing. And I learned a lot just serving and in those seasons of just being able to just express humility. Like, I felt like it built a lot of my, you know, like, opportunities to be humble. And um, I wouldn't take those things back. Now, was it hard a lot of times? Yes, because I wanted that opportunity. You want that opportunity. But you know, God will make room, and and I know for us, like, sometimes, like, for Faith Church, you know, they were really only looking for one student position, but what they did was sometimes you may need to look at, you know, what else the church is hiring for. So um, for me, I also oversee all our iConnect groups, which is our small groups over all the different campuses, so um, I have a dual role. So maybe if you're the spouse that you feel called to students, which that is like my number one calling and passion, um, but you may also, you know, the church may need you to take on extra, you know, just, and so to be open to that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so the, the, sorry, we, um, uh, so bringing her on at, at Faith Church and, and doing life and ministry together, um, is it, it feels like nothing different because yeah. she's she's been in um, with me in 100%. And there might be some people listening right now that maybe you are a student pastor and you're trying to figure out, you know, what is my wife's role? Um, and, and I would just say this uh, to be encouraging to you to um, do what you can to make her a part of it. Um, that God, God has called you uh, together. Maybe she's a school teacher or a dentist or something else, but what are some areas that you can plug her in? Um, what if, uh, you know, maybe you have kids at home that, you know, she's the primary caretaker of your children, and that's awesome. She's definitely called to that, or, you know, the roles are reversed. He's called to that, soccer dad, whatever. Uh, you know, but what are some ways that you guys can share uh, your heart and your passion for ministry together, even if it's just having a small group at your home where the kids can interact with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, but God will give you those ideas when you pray for it. Um, he, will, he will shine a light on those creative ideas to include your spouse. Uh, because what I do know is this, that your spouse does play a huge role in ministry and, and mm-hmm. your life together. Um, I, I've never seen a successful ministry happen where 
you know, one spouse is the youth pastor and the other spouse is totally out of it. Um, you're just asking for all kinds of drama, um, conflicts, um, and really um, unhappiness, maybe depression, um, because you're not functioning in what God has called you to. And the, the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. And so when, when the calling is on your life, he'll make it happen. And like she said, if you, if you just stay true to it, consistent to it, uh, you know, passion over paycheck, you have that mindset, uh, God will cause it all to come to pass. So, um, Ryan, uh, that's about it on our end, um, but I'm, I'm interested to hear some questions and maybe how we can help um, answer some of those. Yeah, man, that was that was fantastic, guys. Thank you so much for sharing. And uh, I know that it's kind of a, a hard topic to talk about because there are so many different um, scenarios and things like that. And so uh, I, I, I know that uh, we've got some questions. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into those. If you've got a question, you can go ahead and jump in, hit star six. You can hit star six on your phone, and that will get you into the queue, uh, and uh, we will hit those questions uh, as they come in. But, uh, man, guys, thank you guys so much for that. Um, passion over paycheck is huge, and if you're going to be in ministry together, the ego has to go uh, are just two things that really stuck out to me, um, and so that was, that was awesome. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, jump right in. I believe it's Andy. Go ahead. Hey, thanks so much. Hey, good to hear you guys. Um, my wife and I, she's on the call as well, are in the exact same scenario. Uh, we're both co-youth pastors, and uh, I'm also the worship pastor. So thanks for sharing first. All that was spoke very directly to us uh, in our situation. I wanted to ask, um, is, it, is it Bree? Did I get that Bree. right? Bree. Awesome. Bree with hey. R. Yeah. Hi. Okay, cool. Hey, so you, you mentioned a minute ago about um, – the hiring thing, the question about being hired on and stuff, we definitely deal with that. My wife's very part-time right now, um, but yeah. she works at a, a very co-level, a very half-level um, yeah. with me. And so how do you, when you're working, when she's working and dealing with that, um, how do you, how does she continue to work hard and, and, and do a lot of work? And, you know, we're communicating to the pastor what we want, but without her setting the precedence of um, this is just my volunteer level and I'm always going to be this position and be seen as the youth pastor's wife versus, hey, there's a future for me here on staff as things are growing and, and doing good. Yeah, um, I know that can be really hard and sometimes almost discouraging, you know. Um, how long have you guys been at that position at that church? We have been here for uh, just over a year, but we've done, this is our third church and we've, we've split the role at each one. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I would say, you know, she. I would just say to keep doing what you're doing as far as, like, serving and don't let the enemy, like, make you feel like, you know, you're any less um, because that, that hasn't happened for you. Like, I know I've felt like that in times of, like, like when is this going to happen? You know, when is this door going to open for me or when is the opportunity going to open? Um, I know that um, for me, Jared has, like, you know, went and asked, like, at one point when we were um, serving together and they said that there would be um, a door open for me at some point to be on in student ministry, like they said, in maybe about six months to a year um, at one place. So when it got to about that six months or then it got to about that year, we prayed about it. Just we don't want to be too pushy, but we wanted to be obedient to, you know, speaking up and saying, like, and asking. Like, have you guys asked? You said you have asked your leadership. 
about? Yeah, we kind of we've communicated with them when we came in, and then in each evaluation, we do a six month evaluation, and we'll talk. We'll kind of bring it up, and just so we just had one, and he said, okay, yeah, I think I think this fall we'll be ready to to bring you on a little bit more, and so so we're just we're looking toward the fall, and we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, and so just trying to keep that in the forefront. Absolutely. So did did you say she she currently doesn't get compensated right now? Part time. Oh, She's like a, like a quarter-time staff member. She gets paid kind of like an admin. Yeah. And I've had that before, too, where I just received a stipend even. Like, you know, it was a very small amount for a whole month. And, you know, do you guys have any kids? We have two kids, yeah. Yeah, so that adds a whole other thing of being a mom, having another job, and then also with, you know, I'll just say, like, your time is coming, you know, what you're doing doesn't go unnoticed. Like, sometimes I think we want to, you know, get frustrated and then, like, slow down. I would say that's not the thing to do. Just keep going. Um, look for God to speak new opportunities for you to do more, and I know that he will honor it right in his timing at the perfect time. Yeah. Yeah, man, and you also too. Um, you know, talk about being encouraging. Um, there are some times where you know my wife would put her whole heart and soul into stuff, and you know maybe it, and she feels the weight of of ministry. Where there's times, especially at Fellowship Church, because they knew what they were getting. Because we kind of, you know, you probably heard the, the two for one deal. Like, we, hey, we bring on Jared. <laughs> hey, his wife is killer, man. So mm-hmm. let's go with him. Absolutely. So, yeah, like free staff member. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of in the talks when we were talking with. Um, you know, with fellowship, it was like, uh, but he made it clear, hey, we're just paying you. You know, your your wife will be a great addition, and maybe we can bring her on later. But this is just you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, so that was really cool that we, because sometimes you feel used. It's like the two for one position. Yeah. They hire you because they know what else they can get. Yeah. You know, for free out of it. So, um, don't see yourself as a two for one type deal. Um, that's not a good mindset because you feel kind of like cheap end or you feel like kind of used. But you know, to to uh, continually encourage her because here's the thing um, at the end of the day and this is what I would encourage Rhea and too a lot is at the end of the day your name might not be on a paycheck but if you are faithfully walking and serving in your calling and doing the best you can with what God has given you that should be one you should be just so thankful that you get the opportunity to speak in the students' lives, to have that authority yeah. and that ability to be placed somewhere where somebody really believes in you, you know, to give you the freedom to do what you were called to do. Yeah, it would be great to be paid for it, uh, but not everyone is. And so, um, you know, her being a quarter staff or a part-time staff, it's a definitely a good start. And trust me, like she said, your gift will make room for you. People will notice and okay. people, you know, because if you even have to say, you know, say a year from now, they still haven't, like, made a move. It's like, well, hey, it's looking like maybe my wife needs to get a full-time job here uh, or at another place, so we're probably going to lose that. So, And they're like, oh, my gosh, no, we can't do that. Um, I wouldn't say, you know, manipulate and play that card, but just be real with them. Say, hey, uh, we have two kids. We're going to need – this is what we need as far as income. Um, maybe they give you a raise, you know, to compensate for your wife's work. Mm-hmm. Um and that's something, you know, at Fellowship, you know, I think they overcompensated me <laughs> for what we do. But uh, <laughs> because my wife wasn't on staff, it's almost like she really didn't even have to work. She could, um, you know, kind of be a little more relaxed on her nanny job and spend more time serving and doing stuff at the church because of, you know, my compensation. So um, I would say heed that wisdom and uh, have her just, um, and if she's listening too, just, just keep going, keep, keep serving, mm-hmm. um, you know, work, work unto God, not unto man. Um, and when you do that, you know, our God is such a good God. He sees it. Mm-hmm. He honors it. 
um, and sometimes many different ways, more than financially. Um, but it, it's going to be worth it. You're going to look back a couple years from now and say, man, I'm so glad I stuck in there and had a good attitude. Yeah, and you're making a difference too. And I know you said like, how can she be seen more as maybe like the co-leader? I know you're saying you are co-leading. Like, I'm sure she's got girls that she, you know, is they see her as a pastor. You know, so they don't know anything different. You know, you know, you are. Yeah. Um, people know you as what you are to them. You know, a lot of times. So um, just keep doing it, and God will make a way. I'm telling you, He has for me, and He will. And you know, sometimes we want it in a. a we obviously want it sooner than maybe we get it sometimes. Yeah, but. And, and I've always said yeah. this, towel over title. Towels over right. title. Serving over, uh, you know, your title. And um, So obviously we know, I know, we, I know with titles um, comes, you know, you know, compensation or, or your paycheck. But, um, you know, if you just keep focused on serving, um, that title will come. And so hopefully that's encouraging. Yes, thank you. That was great. All right, our next uh, 619 area code. Um, hi, guys. This is Ashley and Drew. And, Hello. Uh, uh, thank you guys so much for uh, giving your time today. We really appreciate it. Um, Drew and I have been married for about six months now, and so we are on that, like, newly married and in ministry track. So um, we're always happy to learn and stuff. But uh, Drew's first question here goes um, yeah, I think uh, our question mainly has to deal with um, how do you deal with, um, you know, dealing with healing in ministry and being there for each other uh, in your marriage? Like emotionally dealing, uh, going through like a rough time in ministry, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, like going through a rough time. Yeah, we've been through definitely rough times in ministry. <laughs> um and how do you deal with it? Um, yeah, we've been through a couple of, you know, we've been through a rough transition before. Um, and sometimes those times, like, hit you pretty hard. Um, and I think in that, in marriage, you know, I don't think those times, though, have affected our marriage. But I see where it could. You know, it definitely could. Um, uh, I think uh, with that, because... You know, when you're called, and, and that's pretty much everyone on this call, when you're called to ministry, you know, it's a calling um, that experiences um, of churches, you know, you know, just because some leader handled you bad doesn't mean every leader is bad. Just exactly. because, you know, in Christianity, just because one Christian is a bad, puts a bad taste in your mouth doesn't mean every Christian is bad. And so you kind of have to pull back a little bit and have a perspective and the mindset of, um, yeah, this church hurt us. Um, but God has called us to do this, so um, it, it's really easy. I've seen so many couples kind of throw in the towel and say, you know what, um, I don't know if ministry is for us, we can't handle it, and they just really just had a bad experience. Mm -hmm. um, and with that, uh, we've, kind of, we've kind of used those experiences to say, this is how we will never lead people, <laughs> or this is how th we will never do ministry this way. So um, we never really um, allowed anything to necessarily hurt us um, as a couple. Yeah, we were personally hurt. You know, you kind of feel kind of betrayed in some, some areas. And, um, but in those times, um, you've got to just, again, it sounds cheesy, but, you know, you've got to keep Scripture and God uh, in the center of it and ask Him for that peace and that strength mm -hmm. to say, you know what, we were just dealt a bad hand and it's all good. There was a purpose for it. There's a reason it happened. Um, because the fact is, 
you know, there are some things that happen at fellowship. Um, not dealing with Landon or Pastor Ed by any means. A more of our campus pastor level on our transition to where, man, we were like severely hurt. And so, um, but we use that to say, um, you know what, it, it, we, it, we use it to grow. Um, and we kind of took it as a learning, a, a lesson of learning, um, a, a lesson on, um, on how to handle things and situations. And it was a challenge for us to submit um, and be obedient and to, you know, you know, the way you leave one place is the way you'll enter the next place. So if, if you've dealt with a hurt and you're bitter and you're mad and you're running your mouth and you complain and you gossip, nobody wants that on their team. Um, and so the worst you could do is run your mouth and, and let those hurts get a hold of you and, you know, kind of tarnish your, your mindset of ministry because the fact is, you know, we're going to deal with pain. The moment we, we were called and we stepped into that calling, there is a target on our back. The enemy is going to do whatever he can to – um, unleash any assault on your life and on your marriage to try to take you out because we're changing people's lives. We're building the kingdom, and the enemy hates that. And so you kind of have to have a perspective as well as, you know, we are going to get dinged. Uh, we are going to get attacked. And it's not anything to be afraid of because God's given us everything we need for life and for godliness and to overcome these things. Um, but you just can't be surprised, like it says Peter, don't, don't, don't think it's strange that this is happening to you. Yeah. You know, don't think this is a weird occurrence that, you know, someone has hurt you. Um, not that we need to expect these things, um, but to know that these things will happen. And it's how we respond to them. And, if, you know, whatever your hurt may have been from a past experience um, or a past church or a past leader, um, as long as you hold on to that, you'll be living in that. So um, it, it, it's easier said than done, but pray about it. You know, move on. Um, get excited about new opportunities. Give people the benefit of the doubt. I'll, I'll stress that. Give people the benefit of the doubt every time. Um, just like as we would in, in relationships with other people, um, it's really not fair for the girl to come into a new relationship with a guy and say, hey, let me see your phone. Let me, who are you texting? And you're like, what in the world are you talking about? It's because she's carrying her past hurts, her trust issues, from possibly her past relationship. Um, so we can't be like that in ministry. We can't have these preconceived notions that leaders are out to get us. Leaders are always going to paint us different to the senior leadership. You know, it's never going to be fair. We're always going to be, you know, second fiddle. We're never going to have a voice. Throw all that out. Um, and when you go into a new place, or even if you've been in the place for a while, just recalibrate, reset your thinking, and say, you know what, God has brought us here for a plan and a purpose. And as long as you put your head down and do what you're called to do, at the end of the day, you can have peace knowing that you're doing exactly what God has called you to do. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, of course, and um, congrats on getting married. That's amazing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Of course. Ashley, Drew, you guys, are you guys uh, good? You guys have got one more. Uh, I do have one more. Um, it's kind of a fun one, um, but I want to know what you guys do as a couple to recharge um, after a uh, either a hard night of ministry or to celebrate a great night of ministry. What do you guys do? We binge watch Pretty Little Liars. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, we um, 
we do a lot of things like we both like being like outdoors and stuff. So if it's nice out, we'll like go try to go hiking or go out to you know eat together. Or we like to get a lot of rest. So we get the day off after a big event, which is so nice. We love our pastors for that. They are absolutely amazing. Um, so just getting that rest we need um, and just having that time together. So whatever you like to do as a couple, um, I think is important. Yeah, and it's kind of a rule that we've. Um, not really talked about, but I'm trying to enforce a little bit. But just after, when you're off, like when you have that day off and you have a great night, um, you know, obviously the whole night because you care about it, you critique it in your mind, you know, yeah. this person, that person, this drama happened or the lights cut off or whatever it is, get all of it out on your ride home that night. So on your, <laughs> on your day off, <laughs> you can just kind of recharge and not just worry about, um, the different things or complain about something or talk about something. Um, if you want to celebrate wins, that's cool on your day off. Um, but as much as you can keep the focus anything else, it does really help you. Um, and we'd go, I mean, we, we, we get to travel quite often. Um, a cool benefit of being here is that, you know, we get to go to West Palm Beach, our campus down there. And that's actually where I was born and raised. So I get to see family a lot. We get to go down there once a month. So we recharge there. and. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, anything that you love to do, um, and I would even say uh, for any ministry couple out there, um, find something even every week um, that you're putting some time to. Um, I really enjoy, you know, church softball or basketball or some sort of sporting activity, not necessarily with my wife, but with the guys to hang out and just take your life, you know, your your mind off of ministry. And, and I think that's another thing he mentioned, like, with the guys. Like, we're pretty, like, we're really good about, like, if he wants to go do something with some guys and then I want to do, go do something with some girls, like, giving each other our, like, I guess personal time, too, you know? Like, um, sometimes I like having a little alone time, and, and I think we need to understand that, you know, especially if you're doing ministry together, you're together all the time. Like, we don't share an office <laughs> together, which I think Jared likes that. I wouldn't have minded it as much. Yeah, I made sure we didn't have an office together. <laughs> but, but, you know, if you, you know, you live together, you ride together to work, you, you know, if sometimes you do need your own time, but don't be like, like, all like, you know, oh, my gosh, he doesn't want to be with me kind of thing. Like, sometimes you do need your, your separate time. Does that make sense? <laughs> Yeah. And we eat a lot yeah, on the day off. Yeah, we eat out a lot. <laughs> Go ham. Drop 50 <laughs> bucks somewhere and just eat. <laughs> that's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, that's so great. Good. <laughs> so good. Hey, thank you guys so much. It's a, uh, Unfortunately, we gotta we got to end this time. So uh, any last thoughts for us, guys, before we uh, jump off? Uh just saying, man, it is it is an honor to do what you get to do with your spouse. Um, there's not many of us out there. Uh, we are a rare breed if you both share the same passion for ministry. Um, so just know that God's got you covered, um, that you don't need to um, expect that, you know, attacks are going to happen. You, you just know they're going to happen. But just know that you have everything you need, um, you know, for life and for godliness. And so... Um, if if your marriage is not centered around God, uh, it could easily fall apart. And like we talked about ego, if, if pride creeps in, that could be a big um, that could be a big deterrent of the calling that He has on both of your lives. But it is special. It's fun. Make it fun. Make it last. 
and remember your your marriage is on display for everyone to see and um, there's no greater compliment when students come up to you and say marriage goals yeah um, <laughs> so just know they're watching um, social media and just everything that you do um, know that we know this as as leaders um, that perception is reality so um, I will never say fake it till you make it but you know if, if you're arguing um, behind the scenes um, you know don't carry it out into your your ministry or on game day or you know whenever students are around um, but it, it's exciting it's a lot of fun and uh, uh, we're just thankful that we can do what we love to do together yeah, there's we, no greater feeling yeah we believe in all of you and um, if anyone wants to connect you know we'd love to follow you back on social media we're big on Instagram I guess mostly yeah. so yeah we'd love to connect with you all if anyone has any other questions or just encouragement or whatever and so. tune in next week Chris Estrada oh is, my gosh, he's amazing he is the best he is one of our great friends, so we'll be on that call as well. All right, guys. Hey, thank you guys so much for uh, jumping on and sharing. Uh, I know this was a, a blessing to everyone uh, and just great conversation. So thank you guys so much. Just a quick reminder, we VSL, we have preview day coming up this Wednesday, March 1st. Next month we've got Chris Estrada. Make sure to join that. And then we've got uh, half-off price for Church Hustle. We've got a great discount for with Kevin Moore and the Youth Ministry University and one-on-one coaching as well as a missions opportunity with the City Center. And we'll have all of that information on our show notes um, on our website, which is YPRoundtable.com. You can get all the information, links, uh, promo material, all that kind of stuff there. Um, man, thank you guys so much for your challenging and encouraging words today. So look forward to connecting with everybody again next month. Have a great time, and uh, God bless.